If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam's getting a little more confident. He's singing every once in a while on the, on the show. It's good. But it's one of those times where I feel... Only when I, I, uh, I totally fuck your, your up Your balls names. go up into your stomach because... You're, yeah, I, I, it's like one of the... It's the only time, actually, I can think of my life where I feel bad for making someone else feel better about something about the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, the worst part, too. Usually, I feel good about, yeah. like, oh, come on. Yeah. And then they do something like, I feel so good. I made that person like, feel better. Why did I Now he sings, I'm like, this. fuck, I should have just made him... Just yeah. Keep, yeah, kept him what? feeling bad about you it. Keep Fuck encouraging off. it, and <laughs> I'm, I was listening. I was listening to the episode we did the other day, and the uh, which one? I can't. The one where I fucking said warrant instead of Pink Floyd. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so what a douchebag no. move on my. No, I, I felt kind of I'm like, oh, well, you idiot! Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, like bro. a total like. Uh, you had every bully. right to fucking Dude, throw the water. What are you talking about? Warrant. It's so easily you could all, totally think it might be Pink Dude, Floyd. anything, yeah, right, yeah, anything. Oh, it's warrant. I mean, uh, same era at least. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, bro. Dude, right. you know. So, so when's the last sure. time? When's the last time? Because you have right now in your hand a speed stack. I when's did. the last time you had a speed stack? Well, let's talk a about full these. speed stack. Let's talk about these. Right, it's actually been a really long time. <laughs> all um, right. Well, why don't you just not drink the, the whole is thing? Is this the tame version? Because I remember the old ones. Well, the old ones used to have ephedra in them. These well, let me have. read the ingredients. Let me yeah, see they're right, they're right, still right. pretty rocking though. So, in the on the the ingredients are, uh, and of course, let me see. Is it one? Okay, so it's one bottle. There's uh, taurine, DMAE, citrulline, tyrosine, evodiamine, uh, bitter orange, which is uh, siniferin. Yerba mate, which is just another type of caffeine. Cocoa extract. Guarana. Acai berry. They put fucking acai in here. Coca leaves. White tea extract. Ginseng, grapeseed, green coffee bean, and vinpicetine. So uh, it's just a shit ton of uh, stimulants. Vinpicetine. Mm-hmm. And let's see. The whole bottle has 250 milligrams of caffeine plus that other stuff in there. Fuck yeah. So it's going to be strong, but not as strong as the ones we used to have. Oh, no, because the other ones used to have all that, plus it had 25 milligrams yeah. of ephedra. Ephedra alkaloids. And it was yeah. all the ephedra. That but we were also like... Seen to the future. We were also 20 when we had the old ones, and now we're old, and so I have a bad feeling about this one. Ah. <laughs> did well, we, did I, we get the... Uh, did we get the... Uh, what is that thing called? Uh, the... Uh, the <laughs> drinking it. The uh, one of those things. The, the, yeah, do we have the defibrillator in here now? Because I have a bad feeling. I, yeah. you know, it, forgot to mount it. Mount we it on the we wall. have all these old stories uh, with the three of us going back to twenty four hour fitness days, and we we've talked about it on air about these these drinks and speed stacks we have. We we know they're poisonous for us. We we don't drink them anymore. But I thought <laughs> while you're with, drinking them, <laughs> I thought I thought due to all the the good news that we've had yeah. this last week, that I thought you know, and the big day that we have going on today. That it would be a celebratory for me to bring a it's speed set. Yeah, and I thought this would be real cool. And then Sal just totally fucking poo-pooed on all of it. He's yeah. just like, <laughs> I can't drink that anymore. I can't yeah. have that. It, it hurts my, my it makes IBF. My, it makes my vagina flare up whenever yeah. I drink those. <laughs> I queef. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro, whatever. Justin and I, Justin and I and Doug, Doug, you know, Doug's scared to death because Sal's scared to death, so he won't touch it. So it looks yeah. like Justin and I are having two. It's okay. <laughs> I can't wait till you pound that whole thing and 35 <laughs> minutes from explode. now when you have an anxiety attack, <laughs> I'm going to just make fun of you. I'm going to periscope it. I'm going to be, I'll be in, like in the corner over here. No, no, no. <laughs> so, well, I'll be like, well, hey guys, we're on periscope and that guy in the corner is Adam and Justin <laughs> cuddling together because they're scared. They hear things. Yeah. 
Well, truth be told, I was uh, I sitting sitting at home waiting, killing like I had like thirty minutes before I have to leave to come over here. Right, and normally that's when I let my dogs out and do my do my business over at Which my house. Which is slang for jerk off. He yeah. let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but today, <laughs> hey, J- hey Adam, what are you doing? Letting the dogs out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know. Hey, we'll give you ten minutes. We gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. We gotcha. Uh, and uh, I passed out. Dropping the kids and off. I'm the so pool, tired. Huh? Why are you so tired? Been up since three forty-five, bro. I've already had a full day of work before you even woke up. Bro, I wake up every fucking morning at 3 a.m. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, to, I swear to God. To take a piss, yeah. And then I go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still wake up at that time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that does count. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was Sometimes like, I don't wake up, but I always take a piss. I thought, this is perfect. I'm, di- I'm dying. <laughs> I'm tired right now. God, and we'll do the speed stack. You. So, you're going to crush the speed stack, be all weird. Then crash later. Get weird, get weird. What are you gonna do later after this? You it done? No- uh, are you done with work? Nothing significant. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. You're not much. working out today? Uh, no, I'm gonna work out today. So you're gonna drink this, crash, and then go to try to work out? Yeah, I'll take a nap and then I'll wake up later on yeah. and I'll do it. That's I think- gonna suck. Yeah, Tuesday suck your workout. Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's only leg extension day today, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday is leg extension <laughs> Thank day. God. So yeah, I try and do auxiliary <laughs> stuff. I try and do my machine workouts on Tuesday and Thursday. I lined up a lot of donkey kicks and uh, yeah, yeah, adductor machine. Oh, oh, I got something for you. That's the story I was gonna tell you guys. So I took a picture of it. I'll send it to you guys. Oh what? So this kid's uh um uh at Gold's yesterday. The golds that I work out, yeah, they are they're wheeling out the abductor and adductor machines. They're taking them out. They're taking. Yeah. They're taking them out. Right. They're Whoa, rolling, that's right? like a monumental day. So in history, so what this, are they replacing them with? Though that's the well. Thing. Listen. So this kid is. Uh, this kid's rolling them out, and um, I I asked him, "Can I take a picture of this real quick?" And he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sure." And so I'm taking a picture of him rolling out because I was like, "I'll do a post later on about how stupid these machines are." Right. And mm-hmm. so I tell, and I, and I could tell he was like wondering why I'm taking a picture. So I told him, like, you know, finally you guys get rid of these worthless machines, and he's like, "Well, you don't like to work your abductors and adductors out." And I said, well, yeah, I do. I said, but there's probably a hundred other more effective exercises in the gym to do besides that machine. He's like, oh, well, because we're replacing them with new ones. (laughs) I said, you know what? The only reason why those machines are any good whatsoever is that you guys have strategically placed them facing the squat rack. So when hot chicks come in and squat, they're actually worth doing. That's the only time it's worth doing that Mm. exercise. Otherwise, Mm. it's pretty much worthless. That's why you put them in front of the mirror. Yeah, you just put them right in front as you walk in. No, they're in a good spot. They face the squat racks, like I said. That's good. if, you're gonna, if I'm going to do them, that's why I'm like, oh, okay, today might be an abductor day. Abductor day. Abductors. Yeah, waste of time machine. Yeah. Well, you know, they should just wheel those out, wheel out pretty much every other machine that's in there. Easy, more racks. easy, 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 easy. easy. You're right, they are easy. Mr. I fucking work, work out with just stones. Stones and <laughs> stones You know and what? Boulders. No, no, no. I do use machines. I probably use uh, every workout one or two machines. But it's usually because I'm getting feeling kind of like, you know, tired or, oh, I'm going to go easy today. So I'm going to use a little bit of a, I'll use a hammer strength or, you know, I'll throw it in there. But pff, come on, man. I mean, come on. When you got rocks. <laughs> come on, bro. When you can lift logs. <laughs> lift the logs. It's log. <laughs> Remember I mean, that, Kershaw? It's log. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. Did you ever watch that? I just, no. What is that? That's from it's Ren, log, Ren and Stimpy. It's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. I, you know, I was never. A Ren it's and better Stimpy than guy. bad. It's good. I was a Garfield guy. Garfield had a cartoon. Garfield's a horrible cartoon. Yeah. That's not no. funny at all, dude. That's oh. the least. That's the least Meh, funny. Cartoon. I like. I like lasagna. It's, it's so no, stupid, right? Dude, it's, I hate it's sarcastic, Mondays. bro. How do you guys, as for as sarcastic as we are, I'm surprised you guys aren't Garfield. Yeah, fans. but he's like yeah. a weak sarcastic. It's not really he's that funny. Like, okay, on the count of three, what's your favorite cartoon? Real quick, what is it? 
First cartoon. I like Ren and Stimpy. Favorite Ren and Stimpy movie. wins yeah, big time. Yeah. Really? Oh, Dude, yeah. Ren and Stimpy was weird. Dude, Powdered Toast Man. Powdered, to- Powdered Toast Man. And then he'd like just come on. Like, and he'd fly backwards. <laughs> he, f- he farts the uh, sprinkles on top I feel of like the toast. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. Who does that? That's whoever invented yeah, that. That was his superpower. Was so smart. He farts. Yeah. And, then, Spr- and then those adults cinnamon they, sprinkles yeah and then, they had, and then they had the adults you never saw above their legs but their knees were covered with like what were those like like yeah, bottle it nipples? was so gross like they, so- they do like the the, the close-ups and then you, you'd see like rotten teeth and like pimples yeah and, what does garfield do uh, wait a second here wait a second Rin and stimpy we're too old for Rin and stimpy Rin and stimpy i mean we would be in high school what the fuck are you guys doing watching cartoons in high school still you don't watch cartoons in Bro. high school no what were you doing in high school i, I definitely not watching cartoons uh. Doing no. more grown-up stuff like video games. I I <laughs> definitely watched Ren Stimpy. <laughs> yeah, I showed my kids the other day, and I forgot how gross that cartoon it's was. Gross. I'm showing my yeah. son. And I'm like, ooh, I should take this. Uh, oh my god, what did I you? Turn this off. Yeah, what did you want to talk about? Oh, you know what? Again, no introduction. No introduction. We need to be more. Doug, could you fucking oh, keep god. us on point with this? Well, I was gonna come in with. Sorry, a, Adam. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm Adam. <laughs> Massive intro. So the guy, the guy who, the, the, the complainer, guy, the guy who's wearing jeans from 1997, uh, who we just heard talking, is Adam Schaefer. <laughs> He's actually might be from there. <laughs> they are. Those He's, Jen- are those feeling Jenko extra jeans? holy today. Are, not, are no, they Jenkos? No, bro, <laughs> you are Jenkos, not <laughs> that, me. Yeah, <laughs> you were the, the only one that admitted that yeah. one. I, love. Uh, I wore the Zumbaz though, which was embarrassing. Oh my god, god, dude. that was cross colors. I, I loved MT Hammer. That's Justin who's talking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Hello. Doug. Hello, everybody. Uh, I wore Zumbaz pants. Yeah. yeah, who didn't do that? And uh, oh, 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 pick up the hammer. <laughs> and uh, this is Sal Tripod De Stefano. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did we something drop over there? Yeah, that was one of my clubs. Okay. And the, the other thing that I want to tell everybody too, I is, thought it was a bearded lady. Uh, we we've Probably. only I think we've only mentioned a couple times too is our handles on social media. Mm. So where you can find us? Yeah, we you know we there's a lot of stuff that uh, we've been posting that relates to the podcast, and there's a lot of and shit fitness, to, yeah, and and shit talking that yeah. goes on amongst all of us, and, and yeah, and some good info. Sal likes to post a lot of helpies. So if you want to you want to find any of us, mm. you can find us at uh, you can find Sal at Mind Pump Sal. Uh, you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Adam. And Doug even has a bunch of nude pictures on his at Mind Pump yeah. Doug. Mm-hmm. So if you and are, Mind Pump, yeah, and then the Just, actual Mind Pump yeah. page which, where, he, where he tucks it between. Yeah. So uh, I had an idea that I wanted to, uh, something I want to talk about. So I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine who's having some challenges uh, with their business. And um, what kind of business is it? Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because I think they're a very private person. But they're just having a lot of challenges. Like you they started a new us, business. You can't even tell us the business. They started a new business. All right, I'll go into it. Photography business. Started a photography business. Okay. And just getting overwhelmed. You know, you know how it is when you first start a business. You, you feel like you take two steps forward and they take three steps back. Um, needing more work, but she busts her ass. She works very, very hard. Then she feels like she can't catch up because she's also got two kids and, and, a, and a, another job that actually pays the bills. And um, so I started telling her about some of my challenges because I think sometimes people sees other successful people and think to themselves, well, God, they must they, they just got where they were and they didn't really hit any huge challenges or any big roadblocks. Right. And uh, it's 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 never true. It's no. never true. No. Um, and so I thought it would be, maybe it's a good idea if we share some of our personal failures, you know, where we have tried something and come up short and maybe, I don't know, how that changed you or, or maybe it didn't. I don't know. You know, what do you, why don't you start, Adam, since you have the most... 
<laughs> nice. I'll have you know before we started this and you what said a it. Dick. Tug's like, I don't think Adam's failed at anything, actually. Uh, <laughs> like, I got no stories. I'm uh... let's see, where do I start here? Um since my life is full of failures. No, uh, no, no. You... No, uh actually this is a cool topic. And it's a cool topic. Um and I and I've talked a lot about this, not on the podcast so much, but uh, you know, it is something that I share with people because um, I, I did not have uh, the, the easiest path ever growing up. I didn't have anything handed to me. And so everything was a struggle for me. And there was lots of failures along the way. And at one point, um, you, ha- you have to learn to actually almost enjoy it, as weird as that sounds. Um, and I think it's the people that, uh, that fail and then, and, and then never tend to succeed are the ones that they, they get broken by that. They get they fall down or they, they run into a robot. I, I always like to look at uh, the positive in every scenario. Right. So uh, a failure is only a really a, a true failure is if uh, if you don't learn from it or you don't grow from it. And and I believe that every every failure and every experience like that um, is is not as a success, because even if you failed at doing it, you learn something about yourself or you learn something new about business or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, so I've had lots of, God, I've had lots of businesses that I've tried to start that, um, you know, didn't go very, very well or very far. And um, to me, it was just a a learning experience. And a lot of it was about myself, you know, and, you know, maybe that wasn't, uh, I wasn't passionate enough about something or, you know, maybe it was uh, not the right timing or uh, uh, for that business or whatever it may be. Um, and maybe when you get going and stuff like that, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with some specifics, but one that comes to mind, I, I had a, a business that I started, I started a, uh, well, actually I bought a, uh, mobile detailing business. And, uh, I've always, uh, I've always had a career or a, uh, something I was doing as far as work. And then I always had side businesses that I did, um, cause I was always in search of more income and this business, I thought, man, this is a brilliant idea. Um, I'm going to do this mobile D and it was, uh, I think I paid, I want to say a couple thousand dollars to buy it. So there wasn't much to it. It was just like a trailer hitch and all of this, all the supplies you needed and the power pressure, uh, pressure washer. And it could hitch right at that time. I had a, a, tr- a Chevy truck that I could just hitch it to and I could take it places. And the, the ultimate plan was since I worked a, a nine to five type job, this was when we worked at the gym was that I would uh, have, I'd hire people to do this and I would set up all the relationships and set the deals up. And then I would pay, you know, two or three guys, you know, X amount of dollars to go wash the cars. And then I would just make a small cut of that. And since there's no time off, off my back, really. um, It's just extra money. Yeah. Just extra money. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if it wasn't a ton of money. Well, the problem that I ran into was just like any business that it, you know, to get it really going and making enough revenue and so like that to make it worthwhile, I had to put a lot of sweat into it myself. So I found myself <laughs> after work and on weekends and my day off, I would be out fucking washing all these cars because I knew that I had to generate enough revenue. I couldn't, um, I couldn't find anyone that wanted to work for three hours a week, you know, or I, I could find part time like that just to and, and a random because people would want their car washed sometimes at four o'clock at, on this right. day. And and so I was like, man, it's this always is, so much harder than it seems. right? It does. Yeah. When, you know, in my mind, when I first thought, I thought, oh, this will be so easy and I'll set this all up. And, you know, it was quite the struggle. And I did it for a while. And, uh, and I would, like I said, I was finding myself working and, and doing it and I was making extra good money. And I mean, I was, you know, it was, I would cater to high end cars. So if you had like a really nice, you know, a uh, Corvette or something like that. And I would come to your work and then get a detail while you're working. So it was quite the, uh, the deal. 
and it was uh, I made good money off of it. It's pretty much purely profit other than the soap and things I had to do. And I'd fill the water up actually at the work that I used to work at. Probably wasn't supposed to do that, but um, <laughs> I'd use the soft water. Don't from, worry, that bridge is burned. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> soft, yeah. soft water from that Can't company. Really fall back on that now. And um, you know, long story short, you know, at one point I finally kind of bit the bullet and said, okay, this is this isn't working. This isn't for me. And if I really wanted to probably be successful at that business, I'd have to sacrifice the one that I was currently doing. And it just didn't make uh, uh, sense because I was making way more money working at 24 Fitness than I was washing cars, nor did I really want to wash cars. So I ended up selling the business and I sold it for three times what I, I bought for because I actually had a little bit of clientele mm-hmm. built up and I convinced some other poor smuck that it was a great idea that, you know, because I thought it was such a great idea. It was just time. That sounds, that sounds like a great failure. Well, I mean, it's it, to me, it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a business that he failed. Didn't, he didn't read the directions. It's okay. It was, okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll come to him later. Uh, it was a business that failed that He's I feel like, like I, I failed because I, I only made three times as much. I mean, <laughs> stupid. My failure. All right, go. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you know, a better failure in just a minute. That was come, the first one that came to mind. <laughs> they're still fruitful. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> fruitful failures. <laughs> well, I had, I had one more recently. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, um, I, so you guys know, I just recently, well, yeah, I guess about a year ago now I sold my, my personal training studio and in this studio, this is a studio that I started after I left corporate fitness. Um, not right after, cause after I left corporate fitness, I went to finance and was bored out of my brain and ended up starting uh, my personal training business. And so I had trainers working in there, massage therapists. And, um, at one point, you know, when you own a small business, if you're doing, if you're growing or you're doing okay, you have to think to yourself, okay, now I have to. Uh, I have two options: either I keep doing what I'm doing, or I invest more and try to make it grow. And so I was at that that point, and so I said to myself, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make another investment and try and grow this thing. And so two about two doors down from my studio was another open spot, and so I thought to myself, I'm gonna open up another spot, and in that spot, we're gonna do group exercise, so like yoga, Pilates. Um, meditation classes, you know, that kind of stuff. And that would bring me more of the EFT, you know, more of the the residual monthly revenue because people would pay me, you know, 80 bucks a month there. And then on the personal training side, it's much more high, you know, high revenue, but low volume. So I, I had my, my high volume, low revenue with the classes and my high revenue, low volume with my training. So that was the plan. And it sounds great, right? Like, as I'm saying, it's like, that sounds brilliant. So I opened the place up, uh, put a lot of money into it. But um, in order to continue financing it, I had to continue personal training a lot of a lot myself. So it failed. I I lost uh, probably about $60,000 in the business. Then I had to try to get out of the lease because I had signed a, a, you know, a three year lease. And this is only like a year into it. So I had to get, you know, two years left, which you're stuck with unless you find someone else to, to, re- to fill it. So I had to kind of negotiate with the landlord, do all that stuff. Very stressful time. And in the meantime, you know, while it's empty and I'm not making any money off of it, I'm trying to float an additional $4,000 a month by training more and more clients. Um, at the time, my wife was working less. It was a very, very stressful time. I, we, we, you know, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to uh, kind of watch what I'm eating to save money. Um, I couldn't take supplements anymore. Um, and it was a big kick to my, the, the balls of my ego, you know, cause my ego's got massive testicles massive, and I got, they got stomped 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know when you get kicked in the balls and it just hurts your stomach and you feel like throwing yeah. up for a little and bit? You, you go on the ground and you, yeah. you're in the fetal position right. and you cry. And you cry. And yeah. it feels, uh, you know, uh, when you get hit in the nuts that hard, you, to bounce back from it's difficult because of the pain and the fear that's left over. And it was recent. It was more recent that this happened. So, and it, you know, like I said, it didn't work because I didn't put enough time in. I didn't have the time to put into it to really make it work. And I didn't, at that point, I don't want, I didn't have any more money to just dump into it mm-hmm. to continue floating it. How is that different than my story? Because you sold yours for a profit. You made some money. Well, just because I turned a fucking failure into something good doesn't mean that it wasn't a failure still. You've, no, you got to have a more a harder story than that. <laughs> a bigger, let, me, let me do you guys a solid yeah, yeah. here. Okay. So, well, what I was going to say, yeah, what I was going to say is. Yeah, fledged uh, Sal finished before the biggest failure goes. Like, <laughs> they call me the overcomer. <laughs> the comer? Over your mama. Oh. Boom. Bing. No, so what I was going to say is. I had to. When you have something like that, when you when you fail on a monumental level, you lose lots of money, especially when you're not alone. Like if I was a single dude, it, it, it's not that big of a deal. But when I had a wife, kids, right, home mortgage, and so you feel like you let the other person down because it's not just your money; it's their money too, right? And they right. believe in you, they trust you, and boom, I just, you know, blew all this money on this this idea and this dream that I have. It's hard to. It's easy to imagine how hard it is to take another chance after that. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Here's the deal with life. Because that's not my first business that didn't work. And I won't be my last, the last business that doesn't work. I guarantee you, I'm gonna, there's gonna be something that's gonna try that's not gonna succeed in the future. Because why? I swing the bat. Mm-hmm. And I realized something uh, as a kid that life will pitch you as many balls as you want, as many balls as you're willing to swing at. And so if I strike uh, with, with a hard swing in my bat, if I never swing again, that's what I'm left with. That's the last time I was at bat. The last time I was at bat was a strikeout. Well, fuck that. I'm not going to go out that way. And so that's the attitude that I had. So I sold it. You know, I got back on my feet. Um, and then I met Doug. We started training together, put together the maths program. Obviously, we're doing Mind Pump now. So this is the next the next big thing. And I sold my gym. And this is this this is on looks like the road to success. But um, I'm, you just got to keep swinging the bat. That's just, that's just the bottom line because one thing that I'm 100% confident in in myself is um, I will always be able to get on my feet and do something. Mm-hmm. So no matter how bad it gets, I'm never going to starve because I know I work hard and I'll get up there and make it happen. I love hearing you give a sports analogy. It's so great. <laughs> I saw Adam's face is like <laughs> smiling through that I could, whole thing. I could. No, I just, I'm watching like, he's going to fuck something up right now. He's going to oh. say, he's going to say. You know when you swing the bat and you make a gonna, touchdown? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like, he's going to say some shit right yeah, now. He's gonna, just, <laughs> just because I don't. Really, if you keep swinging uh, away at that bat, you're eventually going to get a goal. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Just because I, I don't watch sports that much doesn't mean I don't know the basics. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God, I love you, bro. I fucking yeah. love you. I could give you, yeah. Okay, I, before the failure goes real quick, I want you I want you the to- failure. The overcomer. <laughs> oh, I mean the overcomer. That's what I meant to say. Uh, you hit the wall, Justin. Yes, is, they call me the overcomer. <laughs> now, from, from that scenario, though, what happened to you as far as uh, what came of it as far as a learning experience? What about relationships that were built? And, 100%. And, right. 100%. I wouldn't have met, you know, Doug. I wouldn't have been doing this. I wouldn't have considered even selling my- Oh, you, that's how you met Doug? I, I he, was coming, he, was, he was coming in to do the group X No, classes. no, no. He started training with me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but what I mean I'm is here that, for Zumba, $80 a month. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. That's awesome. But my point is, I would have. I, there's so many things that come out of it that are positive. Of course, it's always looking back. Look, 
when you're gonna when you're in the when you're in the the middle of a fail, you, you know all you're thinking to yourself is this fucking sucks. I wish this would never happen. I guarantee you, if you have the mentality where you're gonna continue pushing and going, either a different idea or maybe the same idea, just a different way, you will look back after all said and done. You'll say, "I'm glad that happened." Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the way it is. Look, every super successful person you'll ever meet who's self-made has failed hard and has failed hard more than you have. Right. That's the difference between a success and, a, and someone who oh, never yeah. succeeded is that they failed more times. That's a, that's that's a fact. It's a little fact. Yeah. This is not not necessarily business related, but like the first like story that comes to mind for me, uh, I always identified myself as you know a great awesome athlete. Uh, any any sort of sporting event or anything, I would take on, and I just was like you know fish to water, and uh, so I, I excelled in football. And, um, you know, I had all the accolades, all that kind of stuff in, in, in high school and I had college recruits after me and, and people, um, trying to get me to go to their college. And, um, you know, I was, I was at the time was getting distracted and had dropped, was failing chemistry. And this was a problem because, um, I ended up not, you know, finishing, all of my labs and getting a freaking F and I've never failed any class. That's weird. Cause ever. you are chemistry. I am. When I look at you, oh. we have chemistry. <laughs> yeah, Don't get Adam jealous. You know, Keep that, going. that was a dumb. So you got an F. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. <laughs> it was. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> yeah. It was a distracting joke. Yeah. Hey, you, you just got to swing the comments bat. until the end. Yeah. You got to swing the bat, um, dude. I'm going to yeah. swing again. <laughs> It'll come. It'll come a little one, more naturally next time. time. Yeah, I made a bad joke yeah. on mind pump. Yeah, that was a fail. <laughs> yeah, that was a fail. I'll start hey, tracking. Chuck that up for another yeah. failure. Okay. All right. I'll get through my fail here, and we'll get back to that. Um. So yeah. So I I basically blew my chance to go to a couple schools, uh, because of this. And it, it wasn't until I I did a lot of um convincing in. Um, talk to to the coaches and a couple of people at San Jose State that I got accepted into the to the school, and even then I was just a walk on, right? So I'm a walk on, not guaranteed any kind of scholarship, any of that. I actually got a scholarship, which ironically I got a scholarship for my academics uh, from this other um, my dad's work. Actually, I qualified for it and I applied for it and I got <laughs> this grant. And uh, so I ended up uh, going to school at San Jose State and was a walk-on. And so as a walk-on, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Any of you walk-ons out there trying to, to make it on uh, – We just know, got a big a target on your back team? or what? Yeah. Well, they just – the thing is they put you through the meat grinder because they, they just want to, like, go through everybody to see who's really serious mm-hmm. and who's going to put in the work to to play at this higher level. And to be honest, it was a lot higher level than, you know, I was ready for. And I was just still little. You know, I just came, I was coming out of high school and probably like 185, maybe 190 on a, you know, on a good day. And um, so I'm going against these killers. These guys that are like, you know, 250, you know, 300 pounds, like fast as fuck. You know, my fastest 40 time at the time was like, you know, 4'9", you know, which is the slow as dog shit. And uh yeah, <laughs> like, but I was really fast on the field, very fast game speed. You know, I totally prided myself in that and, and smarter than everybody else. Like I did a lot of studying, you know, and, and knew, you know, my place on the field, uh, you know, knew how to get proper angles, made a lot of tackles. 
Um, but they didn't give a shit about that. They just cared about my numbers. And so I went through this whole process where they just put you through the grinder. You have to go through these 6 a.m. morning workouts. Um, and then they just they just try and beat you until basically submission. And and then you you get tested every now and then on your 40 to see if your time is increasing. And then, you know, in the weight room, in the weight room, I was killing everybody. I was doing a lot more weight than anybody. So they actually the the strength conditioning coach was like, yeah, you got a real good shot at this. Uh, you know, just let's get your speed up. And um, and I, I went through this whole process. We get to the very end. It's spring ball. You know, the like I have the head coach and everybody like, yeah, you know, here's your time. You got to shine, you know, and all this stuff. And uh, and to be completely honest, I I got convinced to drink the night before, and I I went into this like a little bit like hungover. What? Like an idiot, an idiot. Just bad and choices. Just bad choice. Horrible choice. <laughs> Young kid. Epic fail. Right. So then I go into this. <laughs> fail, fail. I'm running a forty diagonally. <laughs> I ran my 40 like it I off the line. What? I was running and it was like in a diagonal line. It wasn't even like perfectly straight. If I would have ran perfectly straight, I probably would have got like, you know, a better a four time. eight, yeah. five, you know, four eight. So they look like at you afterwards, they well, you broke a record today. It's yeah. not the fastest time. It's actually the slowest fucking time we've actually ever tracked before. Seriously, like the coach was like, uh, Okay, do this again and try running straight. You know, yeah. and like <laughs> trying to oh coach me on it. I'm like, like uh, oh, and I'm trying to do it, and like I just kept failing. And 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 the 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 strength conditioning coach is like, I'm sorry, man. You know, you didn't make it. You know, you didn't wow. you didn't make the team. And I was just, I just remember just being crushed. Wow. And I was just like, fuck. I put like, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Oh, you did it. No. Oh, okay. I don't. I, don't so I would have cried. No. Yeah. You know, well, I, I almost cried right now. I cried. I feel bad right now. I cried. Probably, you know, when I was done with my with my football career, I was uh, I cried. Of course, sure. see, yeah, see, but it's okay to cry. But Adam, I, Adam cries when he has sex. I didn't cry after that because I was so pissed at myself. Like I, yeah. I like I let myself down. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it it led to more opportunities. I, I ended up playing uh, uh, rugby after that, and it was great. And then um, some coach was talking to my dad and. Uh, you know, wanted to, he's like, Oh, he plays football, blah, blah, blah. Gave him my film. And then I ended up playing out in Chicago, uh, with, with a scholarship. So, you know, it was just like, it worked the way it, it was worked out, to. you know? And, and then I got a whole new experience and, and, uh, opened up like, um, just, I don't know. Like if I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but at the same time I was crushed. Of course. Well, so. your story, your story is great because it, it points out something. And what it points out is that many times what's in our way is ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd say pretty much every time I've ever screwed up, it was because something that I did or didn't do or because of the attitude that I had or, or because I wasn't, you know, putting the effort or the, you know, the positivity or I wasn't feeling confident. Um, I, I'd say that we are our own biggest obstacles nine out of ten times. You know, that's a great point. Time. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, something that I think, uh, and that's why I was searching for that with Sal's story is, I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, there's there's tons of these small failures in our life that probably felt you know huge at the time for us, but they always seem to open another door because of the attitude that we take towards it, and it's kind of like, so the, the and it's not easy. Let's be honest, that <clears throat> attitude 
is sometimes you it doesn't it's not just like natural it's not like i fail and then naturally i'm like oh cool i'm gonna fucking learn from yeah no you have to look like literally i mean this is the first time i think i've ever told anybody uh ever i don't even think i've ever told my wife this i will look in the mirror look at myself and talk to myself I'll look in the mirror. Literally. Sometimes after, you have to do that. I've after a that. major, yeah. like, you know, like, like that recent one I told you about, I had to look at myself in the mirror every morning and say to myself, you will succeed. Mm-hmm. This was a, just a minor setback. You're going to learn from this and you're going to make it happen. And I had to like say it out loud and talk to myself because it takes practice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen naturally. It's the reason why uh, the word committed is tattooed on my forearm. It's for me, that's a reminder always like, when I set my mind to something, I don't give a shit what it is, whether it be sports, whether it be business, relationship, doesn't matter. Like if I make a decision in my head, like this is what I'm going to go after, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to find a win. It may not be the way I thought it was going to be or planned out, just like you with the whole, you know, you had this envision, oh, I'm going to have the studio, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like that. Like, I don't know how many times I've started after something. And I mean, fuck, even Justin and I, the way we start a business and how the, yeah. I mean, the mind pump is uh, an example of, multiple failures of him and I doing stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, we so- never looked at it as, and I, I would bring those up, but like they're, they're still, they're still part of the culmination of what of mind pump is. Of course. You know, and, and like there's, they're still attached to what we're doing, but yeah, we've gone through so many things where we're like, Oh my God, I know nothing about this area, yeah. but fuck it. We're going to do it yeah. because I believe in you. You believe in me. You know what I mean? And then it, we just get exposed to other awesome people along the way and it develops into something that was supposed to be anyway well when people see that we put zero fucks on our shirts they think it means that we walk around and you know whatever like cocky no zero fucks means that yeah Yeah. it means uh we don't some a lot of times you're not going to know you're not going to be confident because you've never done something before but you don't give a shit anyway you that's the attitude you go in with like i don't care i'm gonna do it anyway and a couple things uh and Lane Norton said this, um, and it's one of my favorite things I've ever heard him say, is that, you know, when you're building a business like that, it's it's the battle of attrition. And very few people can handle that battle. Um, you know, everybody expects they're going to they're going to go after this, you know, new business or new venture. And that, you know, if they do X, Y and Z, it's going to equate to, you know, oh success and the business will start running. And it never works out that way. It's almost always that it takes longer, that it costs more money, that it's more difficult than you could have ever planned it was going to be. And and if you go into those scenarios with that mentality and you expect it to be challenging, you expect to fall, then I, I feel like it, it will never really be a complete failure because even those small failures will end up turning into something else because, and that's the whole mentality of the committed. I'm committed to everything that I do because I will not fucking stop. It may end up transforming into a podcast and a radio show. And it had, and, and if you asked me two years ago, I would have told you I would have had no clue that's where it was going to evolve to, but it really is an evolution of what something that got started over two years ago when, you know, Justin and I first started doing business together in fitness. So, you know, I, and I feel like every scenario, uh, all the failures I have to tell you ended in something like that, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in either whether, in a, whether it be a business that was successful or I always like to talk about too. And I've shared this with you guys before your, your net worth is your net circle. Um, I love that saying. Because uh, relationships are so important to me. And I feel like a lot of times I'll do something that, you know, may seem like a failure to somebody else because it didn't pan out business wise or I didn't make millions of dollars off of it. But if I built strong relationships because of it or from it, 
to me, that's just as that's just as successful as the business turning out. Yeah. Because I don't know how many times that later down the road, um, that relationship ends up paying off somewhere else, maybe with a different business, or ends up getting you a job somewhere else. And I, I know for sure you guys know that. I've shared that with you guys before. Oh, that's very true. It's it's always about who you know. Yeah. And very little is, is about what you know. And, and it sounds cliche, right? Because everyone's heard that before. But how many people really go into that when when they go into a business or think about that when they they, they meet a, they meet somebody like that? I always value my relationships and value the people that, that spend the time to give me their time or to help give a, a lending hand to me or do business with me. Like I, I, and it's very hard. It's hard because the bigger you get and the more relationships you have, the harder it is to manage that. You know, it's not that easy to always get back to this person via email or text message or phone call or, you know, as that net circle grows, so does the, um, the, uh, the commitment to trying to stay up with all of them. Mm -hmm. So, but I can't stress how important that is in, in being successful. Well, I think it's the, there's, there's really, you know, you have to look at a challenge and you have to be able to circle around and somehow, I don't, not necessarily place the blame on yourself, but find something that you didn't do that you could do next time. That's the learning experience. Mm -hmm. I, I hate, you know, when people or even myself, you know, will do something and it doesn't necessarily succeed. And then it's about the, the blame goes on something, someone uncontrollable. Oh, it was the economy or the market changed or, you know, uh, it wasn't a nice day or, you know, people were... I mean, those are things you can't control. And what am I going to learn from that anyway? What am I going to learn from? If I say my business didn't succeed because uh, the the market wasn't good, what the fuck does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. what can I learn from that? Yeah. Okay, uh, now what? What next? Try and guess when the market is good. I all you see what I'm saying? I see a sign of weakness anytime I see someone talk like that. Right. Anytime someone tells, if I ask you like, "Oh, hey, how'd that go?" or "Oh, what happened with this?" You're doing with that, and you respond to me like all these outside forces, like like you said, the market, or "Oh, this," or "Oh, it didn't work out because of this person." Like they point the finger everywhere else. Like you always know somebody who it, it, either one is going to be successful or already is because they always take ownership. Mm -hmm. On every failure, anytime something doesn't work out, it's always like, you know what? Um, I didn't have the time. I didn't put the time into making this happen. Or, you know, I, I, I gave up this. You know, it's always I did. I didn't do something or I did something for it to cause that. You know right. what I'm saying? That ownership. And, and, and just to take it to fitness, you know, uh, a lot of people out there trying to get in shape, lose weight, especially weight loss um, or even building muscle. It's it's not a linear, you know, success. It's it's you know, littered with failures. Yeah. Oh yeah. Five You're, steps forward, 10 back. Yeah. And it, three more forward, 10 more back. And, and you have, <laughs> and you have to learn from those things. You have to say to yourself, well, you know what? I was doing so well. I lost 15 pounds. I gained 10, pa 10 pounds back because I, uh, you know, I gave in on, uh, I decided to have cheat days or I started going out again and just started hanging out with the wrong people. Or I made, I, it wasn't a priority for myself anymore. Those are the kinds of things you want to say and learn from not, um, it's my genes. It's my genetics. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, I, I it's just, it, it's just hard. There, I fucking hate that. That is the stupidest, that is the stupidest excuse in the world. And you know what? Everybody says it. It's hard. No shit. It's hard. <laughs> okay. So now, I mean, it is hard. So what? Like, what's it, would it be, would it be awesome if it wasn't hard? How great would success yeah. be if it was easy? Right. There, there are so many, there's so many parallels in, in fitness and in, in business. I think they're, they're so similar. I mean, and when you look at some of the people that um, really, really grasp that, like I, and I think of right away, like the Joe Donnelly's, the Craig Capurso's, um, they get that, you know what I'm saying? They get that it is like that, which is why they are in supreme 
fitness shape and then they're extremely successful in business too because they get the parallels and they understand that it takes the same type of commitment, the same type of sacrifice, the same type of ownership in what you do. You got to own that shit, you know, and just like you said, so many weak-minded people are so quick, you know, the whole accountability ladder, right? They're so quick to blame others and point the finger. Well, it takes a a certain level of maturity and courage. What it does, you can't be arrogant either. I mean, going into these, these, challenges like you have to be really like you have to constantly be humbled because you know if you're if you're going in like and something doesn't work out the way that it always has or you know it's unpredictable in a sense like you you have to be able to uh you know be resilient be be able to bounce back from from this adversity uh, because you're going to face a lot of obstacles. And uh, if you if you feel like, you know, everything is always going to work out on this this projected, you know, line, like I ran out of business plan, which business plans are hilarious to me because none of that shit is ever panned out in the the, the, the It never looks ever, like the plan. Never. Ever. And, and bankers love that shit. They're yeah. like, oh, well, I want to see it all and the, your projections for this. Guess what? You know, like the only way that all that is going to happen is is blood, sweat, and tears and, and going through failure. Failure is what creates, you know, this next level of accomplishment. And if, if you're not willing to to go through the fire, then it, it's just not going to happen. Well, you said the whole arrogant, you know, comment. Uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. if you're so arrogant that you feel like you can never fail, mm-hmm. when you do fail, it, of course, it can't It'll be my fault. You. Well, no, it can't be my fault. Yeah. It's everybody else's fault. Oh, I can't fail. Yeah, I'm right. not a failure. Um, so you have to, there's a certain level of uh, personal responsibility that you have to accept. And this takes um, some maturity because- it is difficult. It takes a lot of courage to say the reason why I'm not where I want to be is because of me. Because now I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of courage. It's easy to say the reason why I'm not the way where I want to be because of someone else. That's easy because I don't my have partnership to... failed because my partner did this and that and this and that to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, what did you provide? Right, right. You know, what could you have maybe done better? Right, yeah. or maybe you picked a bad partner and right. you decided to stick with them when you should have not. Well, I love yeah, right. Ownership. I, I love that you yeah. touched Justin touched on humility because I don't know if you remember Justin or not, but I used to preach this to the trainers all the time that in order to be a successful trainer, you have to have this super balance of being super confident, borderline almost cocky, mm-hmm. at the same time super humble. Yeah. To me, it's one of the most uh, dynamic balances that you have yeah, to be like able to have. Walking contradiction, but it, it is it totally works. It is. You gotta have both. You gotta. You have to have this confidence about you, but then at the same time, you gotta be able to humble yourself, and that's hard to do. It's hard to have both. You and you tend to have one or the other. You and, and I used to see this all the time with trainers. And if you only got one or the other, you don't ever really make it. Like you end up if you're the super cocky guy. Like maybe for a little while you make it, but then end up blowing up in your face, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the super humble person, yeah, you know everybody really likes you, but you kind of suck at what you yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? You it's never like produce. Yeah. yeah. So finding that that balance of being super super, you know, confident in yourself at the same time too being humble, you know. Well, I think that really is the recipe why we've all done what we've done because I I believe each one of us has that. You know, it's. And maybe some swayed a little more on the scale of cocky, or you know, you on the say humble it, bro. You over can, here, bro. But you could say it. You could say it because we all know that everybody that listens are just like, yeah, Adam's the ego, no, yeah, no, Mr. No. Cocky, this and that. You know, yeah, but people know you. You know what I mean? That know you. That that, that you're a humble guy. No, I think that's part of your. Uh, 
your comedy. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not you. It's not you. It's your part of your comedy, and it comes across that way. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a caricature. You yeah. Know? Like, you you don't come across as a cocky asshole, just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, just an approachable asshole. Just kidding. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I love nothing more than to be humbled. I mean, honest to God, I love meeting someone and being blown the fuck away. Well, you and say, even being proven wrong. Yeah. Well, right. you you say it all the time that you love your your paradigm to be shattered, and I think that's another thing that's common between all three of us. I think we all kind of like that. Oh yeah. I think we all, you know, even the things that we feel the most confident about that we're so certain, you know, that oh, this is how it's going to play out, this is going to be. It's like, and then it blows up in your face, and it's like, oh wow. Well, Bro, it's interesting. I learned something I, today. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I've learned a lot just from both you guys, you know, in, in general, and and I feel like you're part welcome. of that is you're that welcome. yeah, that's true. <laughs> actually more from Adam, but <laughs> sexual boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I'm, <laughs> I feel like like that that whole I want to be a constant student, right? I want to I want to always learn, and and that's the this is how you grow. Ooh, Let's great, just be honest. Another great 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 point. Growth happens when you you know you have to have that humble aspect where where you're a student, right? If I'm if I'm next to somebody uh, who is really strong in one area. But maybe I think they're they're stupid and, and others. I'll still learn from the area they're strong in. Absolutely. So Absolutely. everybody's got something to teach that, me. That is such a phenomenal point. And that is that goes back to the whole confident and humility thing, right? Because people that are really confident have a hard time doing that. And I and I could think of some confident people uh right off the top of my head that we all have relationships with that when they meet another really confident, successful person, instead of you know, being humbled and wanting to to pick and learn from that person, they feel threatened. Yeah. They yeah. feel threatened right. and then they're closed minded. And it's such a shame because it's like, wow, you're around somebody who could really help you grow in an area that you're, that you're trying to work on or focus on. And yet you're so stubborn about how intelligent and how smart you are, which you are. You're a very intelligent, smart, smart fitness guy or girl. But yet you have you have. Well, have you guys, in the way. Have you, blinders you, guys on. you guys have heard the term cognitive dissonance. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so this and this is a I mean, it's a psychological phenomenon when your beliefs, you know, all of our beliefs, right? Everything you believe makes up who you are. And when somebody presents you information that is opposite of your beliefs, in order to understand and accept those new beliefs that are now been proven correct, you have to be confident enough in yourself to be able to shatter who you are, to break down who you are. If you're not willing to, you know, go in a cocoon every once in a while and emerge something different, then you're never going to grow and you're never going to succeed. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to go, and it's painful. Nobody wants to shed their skin. Right. It is a very painful thing. It is. It was painful for me to learn that eating a certain way didn't produce muscle building or that body part splits weren't effective for me, for example. It was painful. Why? Because I taught it for so fucking long. Right. So now all of a sudden it's who I am. Now you're coming at me with this new information. And the first thing I'm going to do is say, no, fuck you. You're wrong. You have to be wrong. I have to be right. There's no way I could be wrong. Um, but you have to, you have to, you know, uh, look for it. You have to search for that, that, that paradigm shattering that, um, okay, well, let me look and see what this evidence is. And wow, that is completely contrary to everything that I've ever known. And when you can go into that, it feels awesome. Right. It feels great because then you know what's, what's on the other end of that. What's on the other end of that is growth. The other end of that is uh, everything that was difficult for you before becomes easier. When you can accept these types of things, these new, this new information or you know, these challenges and learn from them, there is no limit to how far you can go. And that's, um, that's an amazing feeling. But it is not an easy thing to do. 
It is absolutely not Definitely an easy thing easy. to do. Uh-huh. No. No. I mean, imagine if someone came at you and said, uh, you know, Sal, we've got some evidence or, you know, Justin, we've got some evidence that, you know, uh, leg extensions build muscles more than squats. I'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I've been talking so much shit. Yeah. And you know what's funny? We would have to get on this podcast and tell everybody. And yeah. we would. Yeah. We would do that. But a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people wouldn't do that. No, of course not. And, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that last statement was not true, by the way. Leg extensions <laughs> yeah. do not build more muscle than squats. This is why we still are just like, ha, ha, ha you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that, I mean, that's, that's I guess, uh, it in a nutshell, um, is your your failures. You know, Go into something feeling, knowing you're going to succeed, that you're going to bust your ass, and if it doesn't work, know that you can get back up on your feet and you can go for it again. It's almost like a race to see how many failures you can get under your belt to become super successful. It's like how many how many can how many walls can I run into before I finally break through, right? Bro, it's here's the deal. That's it. It's like getting into a fight, spreading and your seed. It's like getting into a fight with a with a tough, formidable opponent, yeah, which point. is life, and thinking to yourself, "You're not going to get punched in the face or get your ass kicked." Yeah, you're, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's going to a it, lot of times. It's going to happen. You're going to get hit. But you're, you're going to be tough. Eye. You're going to be tough as nails after you get your ass whooped about fifty oh, times. Man. That's right. Yeah. You know, look at Doug. And I'll start head. <laughs> I'll start headbutting your punches. He's tough. Ah. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us and uh, leave some good uh, ratings and reviews for us, please. Please. We love it. Love it. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>